the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today for On the Road with Jesus, hosted by Rhody Fisher. As a Christian mom for over 40 years and a teacher of the Bible in public schools for 25 years, Rhody will take you on a journey with some of her friends as they share their experiences and testimonies from their walk with Christ. You'll see that you are not alone in your search for God, your victories with Him, or your failures. Welcome to On the Road with Jesus. Now, here's your host, Rhody Fisher. And now, here's the continuation from last week's program, part two of On the Road with Jesus. I, I used to say that it's, it's better to be in the center of God's will, where He's called you to be, and there's just you, Him, and a couple of people than in a crowd of people, and that's not where your calling is. Or, or you know, a bunch of whole, with a whole bunch of people. So, yeah, it's where God calls you to be. And also, you know, a, a lot of times we eliminate ourselves from the process as well. So, so it's one thing to think, oh, God's called me here, you know, and it may be mixed in with a bunch of our own stuff, like ambition or, you know, needing community and not knowing how to ask for it, so wanting to be part of that thing, mm-hmm. you know, instead. Uh, on the other hand, sometimes God calls us or we feel like we have something in us that's really special, but we're afraid of it because no one else sees it. We're not being rewarded for it. No one recognizes it. We don't seem to have any opportunities for it. And so we immediately kind of kill it in ourselves by saying, I'm not good enough or, or you know, if, if it's going to happen, God's going to make it happen. Like, you know, magical thinking, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I, I don't think that God's Holy Spirit works that way. I think he's put special things in you and it's a process of uncovering that mm-hmm. and finding its value. And, um, you know, that, that belief and that, that biblical understanding for me of, of faith and who God is and how we as people are very hard on ourselves um, just gives me passion to do what I do because you should be free. You know, if you're called to be an entrepreneur and you immediately eliminate yourself by saying, I don't have any accounting experience (laughs) and I don't want to, right? Um, You've eliminated yourself from the possibility that the very thing he's called you to do is what you're meant to do, but maybe you do it differently. He'll give you the tools um, to get the job done if he's called you to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to take you back to when I first met you. If I recall, um, you were really, you had this big ministry um, in this church, and it had to do with missions um, throughout the whole church missionaries that were going to other places to 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 do work um 
people that were doing work in locally. Um, also teaching people um, what each other does. and So speak about that, because I, I really want to know where you were in that um, position and and what your goals were, and, and it was really far-reaching, if I could remember. Well, um, here's what happened. I, I volunteered to stuff envelopes for the missions department. <laughs> Be careful of those envelopes. <laughs> and and um, I wanted I, I love my mission pastor, and she was very supportive, and I wanted to help her, and um, she had a vision for the way she felt God wanted her to do things, and one of the things was having a, a missions banquet, so I moved into that role. Um, when I went on my first missionary trip, I mean, I had traveled all over the world already, but then... Um, when I went on the mission trip, it was different, and I came back all messed up. <laughs> uh, things were rearranged in, in my heart, and I wasn't quite sure how to sort them out. And, you know, w- what I came back with was a deep compassion and interest for Asia, for the workers in on the con- the whole continent of Asia. I mean, I, I came back with a heart for a whole continent. Like, what do you do with that? <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I absolutely credit um, my mission pastor for helping me walk through that process because I was a mom. I, I can't just jump up and travel around the world being a missionary. I mean, mm-hmm. we have a family and responsibilities, and I, I just didn't know what to do with it. Um, so, you know, she would ask, are you a mobilizer? And I was like, well, I don't know. You tell me, <laughs> you know. And, and so we crafted this thing together where um, my heart for leaders and, and my heart for Asia and for connecting the two um, had a place. And so that was very freeing um, in the sense that just inspiring people to pray, but also learn about Asia and the people ministering there and the ministries that were already there and doing phenomenal work. But what I found was that in all of the world, the the people and the ministries and the work in Asia is the least funded and the least manned uh, work anywhere. Mm-hmm. And they they do more with less, serving more people with fewer resources. <laughs> And, you know, almost almost no connection to a lot of the churches here, especially in America. Although, um, for example, South Korea has has a lot of uh, ties as well. And but I but I think that um, that spoke to my heart. And I just thought, well, what if we could just come alongside and if nothing else, just encourage them mm-hmm. and. And when you want to encourage somebody and you want them to pray effectively, I think that you have to care. And if you want to care, you have to learn a little bit about them. You have to meet them. Mm -hmm. If you want to pray for Muslims, have you ever met a Muslim? (laughs) They're they're normal people. And, you know, they crave relationship as well. And, you know, they have families and um 
you know, histories and communities and, you know, same thing with Jewish people. So I, that was really where that ministry started was just trying to get people in the American church really to care mm-hmm. about well, you know, the, the, the hidden, the hidden uh, people and work. One of the things that I found out as I had been to other countries and every country we went to, we met with missionaries that were on the ground, been there for years, doing the work that God was calling them to do, but they were worn out to the max because they had to do everything. You know, when you have a church here, you have a worship leader, and then you have the Sunday school director, and then you have, you know, the women's prayer group and the men's prayer group, and the list goes on. But um, what I found when I went to other countries, um, let's just take Turkey, for example. They, they, did, they were the worship leaders. The pastor was the worship leader and... His, he and his wife often were the worship leaders. And and when we were there, we met with a lot of missionaries. And some of them had their children as the worship leaders, um, or they were the worship leaders if their kids were too young. And they were the head of the prayer groups, and they, they headed everything. Um, and one particular missionary that I remember left early in the morning, left his family and came home late at night because he you know, like a lot of people that are on the ground doing God's work, they're doing everything. Well there's so much work to do in Asia and and you know for every one Christian whether they are a native Christian or a mission planted uh, Christian, they're they're serving, you know, 100,000 to a million people, depending on where they're located, with with almost no resources and very little connection or support. Um, You know, even if there is financial support, I mean, you know, there are mission organizations who, who mobilize missionaries into teams, which is a fabulous model, um, because it gives them a community to share with each other. Um, it has drawbacks because um, it, you can have an insider group versus the native people congregation that you're working with. So, so there are drawbacks and pros to to that. But many of them are. I mean, it's not unusual in Asia for a, a family where both parents are working all the time. Mm-hmm. from before the sun is up till after the sun is down. And, you know, their families, their marriages. Um, it's tough. It's <clears throat> you're, You can't always give and not have that nourishment come back to you. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I saw that firsthand, just like you did, and more help, <laughs> more encouragement from, from people, even if you're not called to that particular place, Writing letters, encouraging them. Um, well, the first thing powerful. that comes to mind, sorry, no, Susan, ahead. is prayer. Um, pick a country, I mean, and pray for the missionaries that are on the ground there. 
pick several countries, pick all, you know, pick a continent. And I'm talking about missionaries here, too, that are, you know, sent to a different state or sent somewhere to plant a church, and they're out by themselves trying to get this all done. But pick a place and lift these people up in prayer um, because they really need it. Um, They need prayer support. They need body support. Like, ask the Lord to bring people to their side to help them, um, whether it's people that are sent from another country or people that grow up in their new church that they've founded. Um, And also finances, because these guys are working on a shoestring. So, yeah, prayer. And, and, you know, sometimes the key to prayer isn't just going through the through the fact that, oh, I need to prayer and putting a prayer list, although that is a discipline that is very important. Sometimes you need to put in the effort to learn how to care. Mm-hmm. So it, is it the people? Is it the, you know, what, what is the thing that, that sparks that emotional connection to the things that you're praying? And, and, and also, you know, Prayer helps, but, you know, relationship is what nourishes us. Mm-hmm. And and we're supposed to be the family of God. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, pray, praying for some of the people that we met when we were overseas or, or on, on any of our trips, that's powerful. But, you know, just a kind word or even a letter... Postcard, Some, yeah. yeah, someone that they can that they can just say thank you for checking on me, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, I remember yeah. going to um, Armenia, and they some of those missionaries just long for the simplest things that we take for granted that you assume they have. I also remember saying to when we were on our way to to. Um, Turkey, asking what kinds of things we could bring for some of the missionaries that we we knew we were going to meet be meeting, and some of the things on the list were like, really they want that? That's so simple, but yeah, some of the things you you know some of the food items that are so plentiful here that you think it, it, it's cherished there. They they long to have some of the things that they've had here um so yeah um i i hate to leave that subject because my heart is for the those that uh, you are and on i can talk for hours know, about that. but we're getting <laughs> close to time i really want you to talk about um your job with a, a- square your company it, I, I know that it's um it's a non-profit company mm-hmm. and you serve christians as well as a secular group and tell us a little bit about that. I, I know you've had A-Square for a long time, but tell the overview, the mission statement, and we'll pick this up on another show. But at least give us a little taste of what you do. Okay. Um, well, born, born out of my passion and compassion for leaders and people who need to go through um, that 
that's where that's where my heart is and one area that I think that people need to go through is um, you know loneliness rejection and confidence killers um, like failures in business or a career or you know, just being on the sidelines, feeling that you're doing, you're working so hard and so long and you've made sacrifices that no one seems to recognize or, or reward. Um, and, and you're wondering if you're invisible when you're in the workplace, when you're doing, leading, you know, people who don't seem to appreciate who you are or where you're going. Um, I, because of that, I'm a very practical person, and I just wanted to help people navigate that. So A-Squared Lamp Groups is um, a nonprofit, and the way we help people is to help them navigate through it using coaching, consulting, and training. We also provide services and sim systems, and we try to do it for low-cost scholarships, memberships, uh, participatory projects and programs, um, all designed to make it accessible for whatever help you need. Um, we tend to focus on career and jobs and startups like businesses, um, but I do Christian coaching as well as career coaching, and I do leadership executive coaching. Um, I have a pretty wide network of people, and be, by doing it through the nonprofit, I'm able to scale up and add partnerships and you know people to help um, from a wide variety of of jobs and backgrounds. Um, I this is our fifth year, <laughs> and okay. we we were going to do a huge birthday celebration, and then COVID hit. Oh yes, <laughs> so COVID. We're, <laughs> so uh, we're we're quietly celebrating but um, anything that we can do to help people learn grow this and and, and uh, develop the skills that will help them get through to the other side with confidence success reward and joy would be, that's what our vision is I, I don't want to give this whole thing away because mm -hmm. we'll be talking about it on tomorrow's show. Right. But I do, I was so interested, and we just have a few minutes, but I was so interested in one of the areas that you um, help your um, people, and that is in language. Um, I know that you can go out and buy Rosetta Stone or, you know, go to different places to learn a language, but... The system that you have in place um, is for the whole family. It's for the whole group of people um, that's, go say, going on a missions trip or, say, missionaries new to a different area. Yeah. Or or maybe someone gets, um, gets uh, asked by their company to move to France, and now they have to learn the language. So can you... Give us a little bit about that component and how that works, and then we'll talk about it a little bit more tomorrow. Okay. 
Yeah, we have we have a couple of projects, and what they're what we call them is shared cost projects. And what we do is we provide an enterprise system or platform that everyone can use, but because we're all using it together, it's low cost and it enables us to scholarship it out to other people as well. So one of one of our projects is the language project, and the language learning project. Um, we love this system. It's the number one corporate uh, system language learning that is out there. And um, it, it covers conversational, supplementals. Um, it's got 71 languages, which, wow. is, which is huge because yeah. most of your online apps will do, you know, your big five, mm -hmm. German, Spanish, uh, Arabic, French, probably Arabic, too. maybe Chinese. Chinese. Yeah. Um, this one has 71 languages, and um, what we loved about it is that it offers Biblical Greek, Biblical Hebrew, mm -hmm. so even if you're not trying to learn a live language, let's say, y you can learn a study language to deepen your faith. Um, you can learn all of them or one of them at okay. any given time. So let me interrupt you just for a little second. Yeah. So... You've got all these languages that you have access to. Now, could you say you purchased, you know, I, and I, I know that the cost is nominal, um, a couple hundred dollars or something like that. L less it, than a couple hundred. Yeah, less than a couple hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it's not just for you. It's for your whole family if you are going as a family, say. But you don't just get one language. You get them all. You could All of them. So here's the great thing about it. I was thinking about my granddaughter because she's, you know, learning to speak Spanish. Um, and her her parents, my daughter and her husband, they speak French. You know, they took French. So here is, I mean, talk about a need to brush up your French, help the child with Spanish, and who knows what the other child will be taking this is a great tool for families, homeschoolers, missions people. I love it. So that's about all I have to talk about. On well, we'll that. talk more tomorrow. But um, yeah, and and uh, I didn't even mention that there are twenty four um, ESL. Oh, ESL languages too, because right. somebody already um, it, it, their their language is something else, but they'd like to teach English. Is uh, you're coming from Pakistan, or right. you have a cousin who's coming from, uh, I don't know, Egypt or right France or I don't know where, but <laughs> they're, they're coming to visit and they want to know English. <laughs> and so you're going to give and you're going to give them a, a Christmas gift because they're going to be visiting next summer. Send it to them, and you know. I, now, if they're European, they probably already speak English. I'll just be straight up with you. Mm -hmm. However. Um, it the 24 languages span the globe, and they can learn conversational English. Okay, so we'll be we've piqued your interests. We'll be talking more about this tomorrow. Um, however, one of the things I want to talk to my audience about right now is for those people that have never made a commitment to the Lord, um, and you, you Susan's story resonates with you. You might have gone to church. You might have hated everything about it. You might not have gone to church, but resisted God because other people have shared the Lord with you. 
um, I would like to talk to those people. And maybe you have accepted the Lord. And maybe your walk with Jesus has just run cold. And you'd like to recommit yourself to the Lord right now. Or anywhere in between. I'd like to speak to you. Um, If you'd like to accept the Lord right now, I'd like to lead you in a sinner's prayer. You believe that Jesus died on the cross for you, rose three days later, and ascended into heaven to be your Savior. He was the Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world so that you could have everlasting life today. Follow me in this prayer. We may have to go a little bit long for this um, because I've got a little more to say, but just follow me. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. I recognize this, and I'd like for you to come into my heart and cleanse my heart of all the things that I've said, done, or thought today, yesterday, and anything that I'm going to sin with. Father, forgive me. Lord, I pray that you would help me in this walk with you. Be my Lord and Savior now until you come for me. I ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you've said that little prayer, I'd like for you to call the station. Write me at On the Road with Jesus, Jesus. Let us know. We'd be happy to send you a Bible. Thank you for joining us today, tuning in today. We love you guys, and God bless you. Thank you for being here today for On the Road with Jesus with your host, Rhody Fisher. Every week, you'll hear experiences and testimonies from her and her friends as they share their journey with Jesus. You'll see that you're not alone in your search for God, your victories with Him, or your failures. If you have a question about today's show, email Rhody Fisher at rawfisher at ontheroadwithjesus.com. Spelled R-A-H-F-I-S-H-E-R at ontheroadwithjesus.com. Or leave a voicemail at 951-817-0094. That's 951-817-0094. On the Road with Jesus is sponsored by Global Expressions Language Project. Learn more at asquaredlamps.org. That's the letter A, squaredlamps.org. Be sure to join us each week at this same time for more On the Road with Jesus, hosted by Rody Fisher. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.